Welcome to the Defending Freedom Podcast. My name is Kenya Alou. I'm a mother, wife, and freedom-loving American. If you believe America is worth fighting for, you've arrived at the right place. I believe America's best years are ahead of us, and that's why this podcast was built for you. Hi, this is Kenya. Welcome to the Defending Freedom Podcast. I have an amazing guest with me today. I cannot wait till you hear from him. He is uh, Dr. David Erb. He and his wife, Kimberly, have been in practice locally here in the DFW area um, for 20 years. Uh, They actually have a clinic in Zimbabwe as well. And, you know, they have been involved in the Olympics and different things um, just because of their level of care. So they're very sought after. I'm honored to have you here with me today, Dr. David. Um, Really, truly honored. And uh, we have the same, Dr. David and I have the same um, motivation for uh, why we do what we do. And I just wanted to bring him on to share some of that and to share some truth. I, he's my doctor. And I hear, I hear um, him dropping truth bombs every day. And I finally just said, I think, I think you need to come on the podcast. Like, this is amazing. So, um, Dr. David, tell us a little bit about, you know, you had mentioned to me, um, at one point that you tried to keep politics under the radar with everything, but go ahead and just introduce yourself and, and explain what the change, why the change. Well, first of all, let me just say, thanks for having me here. By the the way that you are doing that, like right now you're in your car doing a podcast like i i i cannot honor and like appreciate that more than you can even imagine like here's a mom and a wife and a person in the community who's like you know what i gotta get the truth out i don't care if i'm in my car (laughs) i mean at some point in time we may see like part of like a grocery cart and something like i just feel you like doing like i'm i'm gonna do it like keep this thing real so I just really appreciate you having me. So, so yeah, so my wife and I, um, we own Herb Family Wellness. We're in Capel and South Lake here in Texas. And um, just, you know, I just love people. I've been uh, doing this for 23 years. We've seen tens of thousands of people. Um, uh, my wife is a clinical chiropractic neurologist. She's a diplomate in neurology. I worked at an emergency room as a tech for several years before I went to chiropractic school. And uh, got a lot of medical experience there. And then uh, because of our results and getting a lot of people well, we end up, um, you know, being sought after by so many different people. We ended up at the Olympics. And then we ended up in Zimbabwe, Africa, where we were asked to help reform their healthcare system there. And so and opened a clinic there that was one of the largest in the world. We saw AIDS go away, cancers go away, diabetes, all this. Wow. Um, so a lot of, lot of, lot of background on us is, you know, I say I'm a chiropractor. Most people think, oh, you know, neck pain, back pain, headaches. But you know, every day in the office is, you know, someone's asthma's gone, somebody's, you know, disease is gone. People get off their meds literally every single day in the office. And so the stuff that we do in the office is, is unconventional health, so to speak. And I don't want to see, I don't want to say like the whole usual words, but we're just unconventional. And the reason we're unconventional is because we really try to get down to the cause of things and really help people get well again. So that's kind of the background on us. And then, um, you know, you and I had a conversation the other day about how, uh, and actually it was, it came from me reading the Bible and Daniel three was talking about how Daniel was saying, um, um, actually it was Meshach, uh, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. It's when he was saying, uh, Oh King, we are not careful in how we speak about this. 
And it really touched me as like, cause you know, a year ago, uh, someone turned us into the city for not wearing masks. And again, I've taken virology. Most people don't even know that most uh, chiropractic schools make you take more hours in virology and pathology and all the rest than medical doctors do actually, just so we're clear. And so, I mean, you look at people wearing masks. I've been against masks this whole time. You look at masks, they're terrible. So I wasn't wearing masks last year and we got turned into the city and uh, nothing came of it, but I just found myself starting to pull punches a little bit, speaking carefully about um, what was going on and trying to be more political, I guess. And just seeing so many, I had, I had one week in practice just recently where there was 14 people died literally as a direct result of the vaccine uh, that, that were either a, a direct loved one or friend direct to just one person away from a patient wow. to 14 in a week. And uh, I just, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like back in November, December, when we were about to start having the COVID vaccine come out, I, I told everybody, I said, listen, you need to be wary of this thing. Like this is technology. It's not a vaccine. It is gene therapy. And as a result of it being gene therapy, you're going to unleash something that is not good. And you need at the very least wait until we see some things going on in this thing. And um, what have we seen in the last year now since this thing broke loose? I mean, I actually have a, um, I'm writing a book. So we're finishing this book. It's called Chemical Religion uh, or Breaking Free from Chemical Religion and Your Way Back to Health. Uh, should be out in the next couple months. But this book, I actually have this um, one part and it actually has a picture of a newscast. And it says, um, residents at this, I think it's in Chicago, um, uh, all get vaccinated. So the whole story was how all these people at this very, very large retirement center were getting vaccinated. So they all got vaccinated. And I believe it was, I think it was the 22nd of January of uh, this, this year. And then uh, they had another newscast and it was uh, from February 2nd. So just, what was it, 10 days later? And the newscast was how 64 seniors died suddenly of COVID um, in like last several days. So 64. Now, what's the only like? What are you seeing there? Now everybody just got vaccinated. And so like as you see this thing unfold, it, there's just this mounting part of me that went, "Hey, nobody's talking about this. Um, nobody's talking about the deaths. I, I, nobody's talking about the things that are related. For instance, I had another patient. And again, we see a couple hundred people a day just through one of our offices. And so clinically, I see more people than any other doctor that you can imagine. And so because, because the swath of the amount of people that we see is so much, I'm exposed to a whole lot more than most people will get exposed to as far as things happening. stuff. So, so I get that. But it's like um, every time I turn around, like a lady the other day, her father-in-law got his booster and... Uh, from going to the get the booster to going to the grocery store, he just literally drops dead in the in the grocery store, and yet they did not even uh, associate the vaccine with his death at all. In fact, all those fourteen deaths that happened in the same week, not one of those person people had um, one doctor say that it was related at all, and it was it's so clear. Like forty five years old, completely healthy, no health issues, gets the vaccine, goes to bed that night, doesn't wake up the next day. Like if it happens to one person, maybe they did have an underlying thing happening. Maybe they, they had a, uh, a cardiovascular issue and they, and they passed away. That can happen. But if that happens to all these people, 
at some point in time, someone has to go, hey, listen, hey, wait a second. I think I believe in coincidences, right? But if everybody has this, it's not a coincidence anymore. Like how, how often do we need to hear that um, like cardiomyelitis or pericarditis um, is rare? Like how often do you and I need to hear that? But at, like right now, we've had 183 professional uh, soccer players, coaches or refs um, literally collapse on the field this season, oh this season, 183 and 108 of those didn't even make it before they, I mean, they were dead before they even hit the turf, 108. Wow. Like, and, and literally nobody's ever seen this ever before. So if it's that rare and, and those are like the healthiest athletes in the world, then when do we stop calling it rare? In fact, I just read uh, another article uh, three days ago where if you look at death counts, like they may sound like morbid to talk about, but that's what we look at. We start looking at what's going on here. If you look at how many people died in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. Versus 2019, 18, and 17. Mm -hmm. um, it was, I think we can all agree, the, the, that's when COVID started, right? And it's where we had all these deaths that were attributed to COVID and that all these deaths were happening. If you actually look at the death toll for the US and around the world, do you know we had less deaths in 2020 than we did in 2019, mm -hmm. 18, 17? And that's even with a growing population. And the only thing that you can see on that is actually what's the, what's the one missing factor? The number one cause of death in the world based on the American Medical Association's own journal, AMA journal, in 2004, January, says that the number one cause of death in the world is the practice of medicine. And I'm not saying we shouldn't go see medical doctors with critical care. Like if you, right. if you were in an auto accident or something bleeding or broken, I'd say, let's go to the emergency room. That's not that's right. be silly. Critical care is great. But because they actually shut down access to medical doctors across the world, and it's the number one cause of death, then the actual death counts went down. Hmm. That. Now watch this. If you look at death counts in 2017, 18, 19, and you can actually factor in, in 2022, but it was actually less, but you average out how many people died over this last, uh, through the course of a year, and you do that same thing with uh, right now. So for 2021, there's a number of people that just naturally die. I mean, it's the, it's the stat, we're all gonna die, right? Mm -hmm. But if you take that exact same number of people that we know are gonna die based on how many people are over the age of 65, et cetera, et cetera, as so we look talking about seniors, just 2021, there's been 107,000 plus excess deaths, which means people that should die, died of something else. Something is different this year. Something is killing seniors over the 60, over age of 65 that never has before. So 107,000 extra deaths than before. And that's just seniors. And um, that number is crippled in size when you start adding in all the deaths of young people and you know people our age and stuff that are just dropping dead left and right, um, mm -hmm. which is just absolutely insane. It's crazy. And I don't know for sure, but I have never seen so many people have strokes before. Yeah. Yeah, like blood clots, we're seeing huge amounts yeah, of blood well, clots. Isn't isn't a blood clot um, dislodging and going into the brain or whatever? It depends on where it goes. So you, you can it's an embolism. Okay. So you can call it a cerebral embolism. It could be a cardio embolism. You know, it could be any of those things. As that mm -hmm. clot free flows around and it finds itself somewhere, it can cause damage if it's not broken down. Um, but the reason that we're seeing those clots is specifically because of this cascading event. I'm going to go through that tonight on a, at a workshop at the office. 
But what you're having is you're having a spike protein reaction that's creating a cascading events of inflammatory markers within the blood. I'm not going to get too terribly complicated in, 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 through the chemical pathways, but imagine all these different chemicals that this becomes this, this becomes this. And what ends up happening is it draws, um, uh, you know, white blood cells and different um, chemical activity to this area where we're starting to have spike protein potentiation and ACE2, it's, it's a receptor on the cell that it, it, it contacts. What ends up happening is you're having an inflammatory reaction inside the lining of your cardiovascular system. So inside of a vessel or an aorta or an artery, what have you. Mm -hmm. And then that, that inflammation creates the clotting cascade mm -hmm. within the blood itself. And so you start having this clotting going on and a thickening of the lining of the, of the vessel or the heart itself. And then you get to a point where if it continues, you'll start having, um, there's an immune cell called the T cell or a helper T cell or killer T cell. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it actually infiltrates into the tissue because of this, this is a massive reaction going on. It's going in to eat up all the, what's going on, the, the bad guys or the germs or the viruses or whatever. It's going in there to, to, to Pac-Man those up. And so it infiltrates into the lining of the vessel wall or watch this, the actual myocardial tissue, the muscle of the heart. And if that happens, guess what happens to the myocardium? It actually does what? It swells. Mm -hmm. What do you call a swell? Swelling, like uh, um, you know, if it's if it's a uh, if it's any swelling anywhere, we call it an itis. I T I S. It's itis. And so, if it's a myocardial, it's myocardial myocarditis. Mm -hmm. If it's the lining, the sac that goes around the heart, we call it a pericarditis, right? And so, there's just different things that are going on that have this infiltration, this cascading in, um, uh, inflammation effect. And depending on what the effect is and how it happens and who the person is and what their weak links are, this, this vaccine and the uh, ensuing manufacturing of billions of these um, uh, spike proteins are now causing and wreaking havoc and decimating people. Uh, They're not reporting uh, it. They're so, not... They're not letting that out though. They're making everybody think it's safe. It's safe. Let's give it to your five-year-old. Oh, now we're going to try and give it to your two-year-old. I mean, yeah. the effect. Now, actually, they're saying by the end of the year, they'll have it approved for uh, as young as six months. That's so sad. That breaks my heart because those kids yeah, so, don't have a choice or a chance. Yeah. So um, the ex-CEO uh, for Pfizer, so he was the CEO for the company now making the top mm -hmm. vaccine has said that you are 50 times more likely to die from the vaccine as a child as you ever would from the, the virus. So this is not getting out to parents. Parents are making decisions for their children's health, not knowing that they're wrecking their immune systems possibly forever, possibly destroying their ability to have children. Um, I don't have very many women who've not been affected um, hormonally or reproductively by what's going on with this virus. Um, there's been miscarriages uh, in and around the office from people being around people who've been vaccinated, even if they weren't vaccinated. Right. Uh, I just had a family today whose daughter had a, uh, it was a preemie birth. Um, so uh, that was the third one in, no, sorry, that was the fourth one in two weeks where they didn't make it full term. 
the child basically would have died without medical intervention. And the babies are like less than the size of my palm, basically, like they're just tiny. And the fact that they can keep a child like that alive is amazing, but they're in NIC units. Uh, and so um, it, all this stuff is being associated with it. And, and I want to just for the viewers, I want to, you're not getting this out there. So I want to make sure you get it. The spike proteins have an affinity for tissue. Right. So they, they have certain affinity more for certain tissues than other tissues. Um, there's already currently been autopsies of people who've been fully vaccinated, had both vaccines, uh, one or two who have died of car accidents or whatever, where they need to be autopsied. And when they actually look at all the organs, because, you know, you have to look at every organ when you do an autopsy, you weigh the, each organ, make sure it doesn't weigh more and all the rest. And so you're looking at different pathologies and things that could kill people and you do a report on it. And what they're showing is they're showing that every organ and people who have been vaccinated are just laden and infiltrated with spike protein, livers, kidneys, stomach, uh, spleens, uh, lungs, everything. It's just, it's just loaded with spike protein when you actually look at it in a microscope. But where it really has affinity, the spike proteins are reproductive organs mm. and bone marrow. Mm. Now I'm not just saying female, males too. We had one couple um, related to the office who was uh, gonna do in vitro and they go in to do to to take sperm and egg and they've they've looked at everything passed everything's great when they went back in they couldn't find one viable egg that was oh. not destroyed uh and hopefully it doesn't mean forever uh just the ones that had come to to maturation mm -hmm. uh and then in him they couldn't find one living sperm wow i think about what we're talking and neither one of these had been vaccinated they were around her parents who had just been vaccinated wow. and so it's affecting that so so is it affecting uh, fertility? You bet. Is it affecting other things? I, I, what's the second thing I said there? So reproductive organs. The second thing is um, bone marrow. And what we're currently seeing is a mass pandemic of thrombocytopenia or platelets, right? So about 1% of your blood is just like platelets. And that, that, um, that platelet count for people, and we're seeing that go, sorry, not 1%, that's uh, white blood cells, but the platelet counts we're seeing go down in, in people who are around vaccinated people or people who are vaccinated. And that's because platelets are made where? In the bone marrow. That we know, uh, I had a, a contact behind the doors at the FDA and they're saying right now, they're, they're, they know for a fact thrombocytopenia is crazy. It's everywhere right now. So they know that for a fact. The reason that's so alarming for all of us to actually know what that means is that's not the only thing made in bone marrow all of your immune cells are made in your bone marrow. And so if you're around vaccinated people that have been recently vaccinated, especially, or you've just been vaccinated, you're producing these spike proteins, they're accumulating in bone marrow. And the more they accumulate, so the longer this thing goes, the less I'm able to produce my own immune system. And the memory wow. of which for like, I got chickenpox with my kid. Well, that innate immune response is memorized and held in my bone marrow so that if I ever get exposed to chickenpox, I won't get it again because my body will actually take that memory out of a bone marrow, create a massive army. It will uh, defeat that. And I'll never even know that I was around it. But if you've been vaccinated or you're around currently vaccinated people, you're losing that innate intelligence, which is why there's been some research. I don't know how true it is uh, that, that people that are vaccinated, if you actually look at their immune cells, and their innate immunity, they're losing up to 5% of their innate immunity every week, every week, every week, every week. So that within about eight to 10 months, maybe outside of a year, depending on the person, you're seeing people who have like 
looks like full-blown AIDS because they just don't have an immune system and mm. something as simple as a common cold is, is uh, killing people. So what I currently believe that we're currently seeing right now is antigen dependent enhancement and this waning innate immunity because of spike protein inhabiting um, bone marrow. And you're seeing people who have infections. It looks like uh, COVID pneumonia or breakthrough COVID, right? So I've been vaccinated to break through uh, COVID. And I don't think it's COVID. A common cold will turn into pneumonia if you don't have an immune system. So I think a lot of what we're seeing now is just the latent um, long-term response from vaccine. So there's no way in my mind, at least, that, how do I say this? There's no way they don't know. Okay, the people that are sharing the news um, the people that the doctors that I do know several Patriot doctors who have been treating this, treating it early, treating it appropriately and helping to bring down. Well, look at every doctor level. that look at every doctor that steps up to say something. Oh, I know they, they, they shut them down, cut them off. I mean, there's no way this is like a on purpose attempt to hide the truth. And so the agenda, there's an agenda behind it. And I want to know what you think that is. Uh, listen, I could speculate and I, I could be the tin hat wearing conspiracy theorist. And I probably, I'm probably People the already leader. think you are based I'm on what you just ring- said. Yes, listen, I'm the ringleader. <laughs> already. But I mean, so what is the conspiracy? Well, I mean, someone asked me the other day, who, who really knows? I, one thing's for sure. Um, there are people who truly believe there's too many people on the planet and uh, believe that we should decrease world population. In fact, I mean, uh, Bill Gates did a TED talk and literally said mm-hmm. through modern medicine, I quote, modern medicine and vaccinations, he believed that decrease the world population by two and a half billion people. Yeah, I heard, I heard that. And so. So I think, I think it has to do with decreasing world population. I think it has to do with power. I think it has to do with a great world reset. If you look at the World Economic uh, Forum. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the Schwab guy that runs that? He's talking about the the reset. Yeah. Well, I I think I think it's probably twofold. I think that there's a there's a reset that they're wanting to do, and resets don't happen unless you take power. And the one thing standing in the way of a new world order and uh, a, a world reset is the strength and the health of the United States of America, which is the foundation and the cornerstone for the world for freedom and the strength of the US dollar. And, you know, you look at anybody that's, um, if you wanna say, you know, picking sides, if, if you talk about somebody who is who's really, really on with all of this and supporting all of this uh, narrative and they're in politics, they eventually are supporting spending, you know, another spending bill of, three, four, five, seven, eight trillion dollars and printing US money and giving, by the way, half of that to, to other countries for abortions and whatever else. But right. But doing that actually decreases the strength of the US dollar. Like if you look at what the US dollar is worth in 2000 or sorry, uh, 1913 versus what it's worth now, it's worth 3%. So three cents wow. of what it was worth in uh, 2013. And most of that inflation is just just dropped out from underneath us in this last 20 months. Uh, I heard that 46% of all uh, U.S. dollars ever 
ever printed in the history of the world were printed in the last 20 months. Oh my gosh. So what does that mean for inflation? So, so what do I think that the big agenda is? I think the big agenda is um, a power grab. I think the big agenda is um, decreasing world population. I think the big agenda is getting enough people scared that you can do whatever you want with them. I mean, just let, people talk about this. Uh, I, I said that COVID was a bioweapon way back in March. I said, this is, this is March, 2020. It's a bioweapon, mark my words. And then I still have had people since then till now say, well, there wasn't ever a virus. Look, it's probably all the flu. Well, think about it. Never in the history of 25 years of being, seeing patients, even as a student doctor, have I ever seen anybody get sick with something that caused them to lose their taste and smell Right. ever. I'd never seen that before. So there was something we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. So was it a bioweapon? Yeah, I think it was, but I think it was a weak, I mean, didn't kill as many people as they wanted to kind of thing. Although it was a bioweapon, I think that was used to get enough people scared to mm-hmm. beg to be injected with a bioweapon. And the real right. bioweapon is getting injected with something that changes your genes to where you can infect people around you with stuff mm-hmm. because you're giving it off. I mean, we've had, we've had two-year-olds go to grandma and grandpa's house for the weekend who were just vaccinated and come back bleeding vaginally. I mean, no. rashes. Actually, I'm seeing stuff now because of, uh, this is... Whenever you guys watch this, your your group watches this. We're just finished with um, the holiday, the Thanksgiving, and we're seeing families that have come back and they haven't been together. They just got together, and a lot of the people who believe in the vaccine just got their booster or got their second vaccine, and we're seeing children come back with rashes and nosebleeds and bleeding and like all kind of crazy stuff, um, chest um, uh, tightness and difficulty breathing and chest pain, all that stuff. And when it's not a heart attack or something, it's literally just being exposed to people who've just freshly been vaccinated. So is it a bioweapon? Yeah. Is there an agenda? Sure there is. Do I know what it is? I don't. I could, I could theorize. I do think it has to do with um, decreasing world population. I think it has to do with the, uh, the great economic reset. So what, okay, we have all these people lining up to vaccinate their kids. And I just, and I don't watch the, I don't watch the mainstream news. I, I hear clips here and there of what they're saying. And I listen to some talk radio, so I'll hear a commercial on there and I hear what they're pushing, but I don't know. To me, it's so obvious that the fear pushing and the um, desire to, you know, the li- they're lying to people by telling people that a certain amount of people died from COVID when really they just died maybe with COVID. Um, like the, the lies are so obvious. And then, oh, now we have the Omicron variant. So we got to get a vaccine for that, even though all it does is make you have a runny nose. Like all these things is so obvious to me. And I look around and I'm like, why isn't it obvious to more people? Why are they letting them c- control them like this? Cognitive dissonance. Oh. Like you, if you get, if you look at, anything, like I did several years of cognitive psychology studies. And if you actually yell something long enough, loud enough to somebody, they will eventually believe it. And if it builds a construct that they've used to um, feel safe, then they will not allow themselves psychologically to believe the truth. If they believe that believing and living in that false narrative keeps them safe. It's just, it's just the way that the human brain works. And so if you're awake, then you can see this clearly. In fact, let me be prophetic a little bit. The further we go down this road historically right now, from right now, today's date, 
future on, the easier it's going to be for a lot of us to see what's going on and the harder it's going to be for many people to see or wake up ever mm. what's going on. And that's a sad thing. Yeah. That's the truth. It's very sad. I mean, what I hear, you know, the different sides, this lady in my neighborhood, uh, I think she had a four-year-old and she didn't want to send him to school because they were not going to require him to wear a mask hmm. at four years old. She, she wanted him masked because she was so in fear and so terror, terrified about this virus. Um, and in the Omicron. <laughs> well, yeah, not the, the first one. But yeah, seriously, it's like, um, and with the effect that it's having on kids with just their social, their development, because they've been masked for, you know, a year and a half, or they haven't, they've been social distancing or whatever, all the weird things that I never did with my kids. I never played the game. We never wore the masks. We never did any of it. No, we didn't. Um, I just wasn't going to do that. So, and if you look at it now, you can actually see if you wear a mask even for a little longer than 30 minutes and didn't test the mask, there's everything from different, different types of bacterial and viral pneumonia, um, like feces, like you're, you're breathing stuff out into that mask. And now you're breathing it in, out, like boron gas. Like that's why you have nasty mouth, breath stuff from wearing it. Like you talk about unhealthy. You want to be unhealthy, wear a mask. You want to actually get really sick, wear a mask a lot. Like people don't realize they're wearing it. When I first started going to you, you had a sign up in your office about masks. And I was like, oh my <laughs> gosh, this is the bomb. That works one of two ways. You either know you're in the right place or you know you're in the wrong place. That's right. That's that. right. But um, we, we lost some patients, but it's most, for most people like you, they walk in and go, oh, well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. I, I think most people are actually looking for permission to be free again. And you lost patients because you took a stance. You chose to tell the truth. I've lost clients because I've been very public and vocal about my mm -hmm. um, political opinions and opinions on this. Um, we can't travel anymore because, you know, you got to have either a test, a mask. I won't test either. I won't, I won't let them put that thing. In. Uh, um, I won't test. I won't mask and I won't vax. Uh, and I have people tell me, well, but you won't be able to travel if you don't get the vaccine or whatever. What would you say to people who are like, we want to travel. So we're going to, we're going to do this because we want to travel. Well, Hey, at the end of the day, it's their life. But what I, what, what I would tell people is listen, because I just had this conversation with a patient the other day, they go on, uh, she and her sister go on a cruise every single year. And she goes, well, we're not going to not go on a cruise. We had to take it. I'm thinking to myself, and that was the week actually, um, that I had 14 people die. I was like, wow. so let me get this straight. You're going to take something that can maim you has a high possibility of maiming you, not just a little bit, like even the first couple of pages of the Pfizer documents that came out, they killed 1200 Americans and maimed 42,000. And that was just in a handful of weeks. And you're telling me that you had to take this thing. And now we're seeing waning immunity. And I mean, real possibilities of death within one to three years. And it's like, is that everybody? No, but you're like, is traveling really that important? Like, really? Have you not gone to see somebody that's actually doesn't have an immune system and they're on a ventilator? They've spent their entire life savings. They've, oh. they've financially wrecked their entire family. They've wrecked anything that they could leave to their kids. They're going to be suffering and not be able to breathe. 
uh, for days or weeks or months at the end of their life. But I hope that cruise was good. Oh, it's terrible. It's like, so I just, I, it's because people just, people are living on short-term gratification instead of long-term thinking. That is um, so true. Li life is just too precious. That is so true. That makes, that summarizes it perfectly. Even when you're choosing not to see your loved one or not letting your, it's, it's short-term, it seems like it's short-term, but it's really long-term when, for example, a, a young girl has a baby and won't let her parents see the baby because they won't get vaccinated. Um, mm -hmm. Her short-term is, you know, I got to wait till this COVID's over and they're not going to see my baby. But yeah, the yeah. long-term effect of that in the relationship is uh, terrible. Well, so you'd, you'd rather have your parents die and not be a part of their their life because they get vaccinated or not be a part of their life because they don't get vaccinated. Like, like, and not everybody, listen, I know it's not a for sure death sentence, but it, there's a high probability. There's, it's more than what people are thinking or talking about. And so I've had no less than 25 grandparents over this last several months come to me and say, well, I did something you're not going to like. And I'm like, Aww. Hey, listen, what do you mean? Like, it's your decision. I'm not, I don't judge you. I love everybody. Right. Like, well, I went and got the vaccine because my daughter or my son told me we can't see the grandkids unless we get vaccinated. And so they went and got it. And uh, I have several who are really, you know, suffering. Some can't walk now and, uh, and like walkers and people that are really, really healthy. And, you know, it's just, it's a sad thing. Let me just, uh, I want to, I want to, we're kind of coming to that time yeah. of close where I've got to get going here, but I want to just, I want to end with this. I think we need to end with some hope here. I'm going to do this for this talk today too. We are not the minority. We are the majority and everybody needs to know that. And I truly believe that a healthy body adapts. I'm already seeing people who are taking uh, N-acetylcysteine, so NAC, uh -huh. uh, which really powerful. The FDA tried to get rid of, which yeah. uh, we've kind of uh, done a good job at keeping it out there. So NAC, I'm seeing people um, taking um, dandelion. Uh, we have a product detox system. The first thing in it is dandelion. And uh, it actually blocks the spike protein from um, coming into contact and using the ACE2 uh, receptor to get into the cell. So it's blocking mm -hmm. spike protein from actually entering the cell. Okay. And so we know things that are working and we're seeing people who are getting their life back. They're getting back on track with their life again. They're waking up. Uh, I've had several patients over this last little bit go, man, you know what? I knew I shouldn't have got that vaccine. And now they're taking the right things. They look like they're coming through. I had one lady who had a... Um, full-blown clotting, peripheral clotting of her feet. And they swelled up like huge, couldn't walk. And she's a thin, beautiful athletic lady. And uh, now uh, through the care in the office, and she, she actually is seeing a cardiologist who actually said it was a vaccine as well. Wow. And uh, she's come out of it. She's actually doing great. She's probably 80, 90% and she's come back around. So there is a lot of hope for people who've been vaccinated. So I don't, I don't want everybody that, that watches this who, who's got loved ones that are vaccinated or who have been vaccinated and feel like there's no hope. Uh, taking uh, just the right supplements. You know, what are the big four? Uh, zinc, um, selenium, D and C. Zinc, okay. selenium, D and C. And okay. then making sure you're taking NAC in acetylcysteine. Our product's called ProNAC. Um, and then doing things like pine needle and, and um, dandelion tea. Those things, this, this stuff works. It's not like we think it might work, but it works. And um, you got a lot of people throwing crazy stuff out there. Even Mercola, you know, and I love uh, Joe Mercola. 
But even he's got stuff on his website now about people treating COVID and long-term COVID with SSRI antidepressants. I'm like, no, ridiculous. So you got to be careful what you're hearing. And usually the strongest, most effective things are the most natural things because you want to work with the body instead of against it. And I want to just kind of leave with one thought here. Healthy bodies adapt. There's a power in every single one of us that heals. It's the same power that tells you exactly what pH your stomach should be when you eat this versus that. It's what heals a cut. It's what causes vitamin A to go to your eye and not just your fingernail. It's, it's literally the internal wisdom that your body was born with. If your body is so amazing that it can keep you know 70,000 trillion cells organized perfectly all the time and find anything and everything that might harm you, it's always looking for that. If it finds uh, a reprogrammed DNA sequence in several different cells that are now producing spike proteins. It's my belief, I don't have proof of it yet, but I will. It's my belief that a well-functioning, well-adapting body is going to find that, undo it, and keep it from happening. And if someone can go long enough without a re-inoculation, without a rebooster of this COVID mRNA genetic uh, sequencing therapy, that their body will heal from it. And I truly believe it. Because when do we see most of the shedding happening? It's usually right after the vaccine. And so I truly believe that the reason that they're pushing and pushing, remember they said, well, there may be a reason for for booster. And they said, we are going to do boosters. Mm -hmm. And then we said, well, we're going to have to do every six months. Mm -hmm. And now they're actually saying every three months. And now there's a fourth and fifth Pfizer jab already ready and approved. And so what I'm saying is the reason they're doing that is because they're losing. It's not working as good as the original bioweapon didn't work as good as they wanted it to. The one that they really had in mind to really get the public really didn't do what they wanted it to do. And so now they're trying to get every single person to push and get more and more uh, boosters so they can do what they wanted to do, whatever that, what they want to do is. But here's the good thing. The more we see them push, the more that we see them fight, the more we see them try to take our rights away and, and box us in and do all these things, the more that we know that we're winning. And we are winning. We're starting to see OSHA just turned around their thing. So now there is no legal forum for uh, U.S. companies to actually do a mandate at all, by the way. Um, now, it actually, they're only doing it because of ARP, which is American um, uh, Reclamation Plan, or what is it, American it's ARP, ARP. Anyway, it actually funds companies, universities, and businesses. If you have a certain amount of, of uh, employees that have actually been vaccinated, they give you tax-free cash from the government as a business wow. or a university. And that's the only reason most of these people are still pushing for it. So my thing is, there's good news out there. We're winning. We're not losing. You're not a minority. You're a majority that God is going to win. And I read the end of the Bible. I read the end of the book. Guess what the, the verdict is? We won. So, <laughs> yeah. so I, I, I just want everybody listening today to stay in hope to stay encouraged, uh, to be like you, if it's starting a podcast or just getting with friends and having conversations like this, where they win is they make you feel like we've already lost. There's nothing you can do. Right. And you're a minority. And I want to tell everybody, you're not a minority. You're already winning. And our group is growing. I a hundred percent agree. Um, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule. I know you have a big event tonight. Um, and I would be there, but I have actually a political event that I'm committed to. I love, so I can't make it. <laughs> um, but I hope that you come on again, you know, yeah. some time, let some time pass, have you on again um, as things keep progressing and changing. Yeah. I really appreciate you. Anytime. You bet. You have a Thank great day. So Thanks for having us on. 
Thanks for listening. Please leave a rating wherever you download podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you never miss a future episode of the Defending Freedom podcast.